Nobody knew how to value uh, a dot-com. Analysts began to come up with all sorts of strange and dubious ways of valuing these companies by you know, the growth in users. Uh, you might um, double, treble your number of users uh, and therefore you would be worth two or three times as much as you had been a few weeks back. It had no real logic behind it, but to those involved in it, there did seem to be a method behind the madness. We ended up valuing equities on the basis of, of eyeballs and clicks. You know, how many times people looked at a website uh, as if this was any use uh, as, an, as an investment valuation metric. But it's all about justifying the price, not actually analysing the price. You had new companies starting up with no history. You had nothing to research. It was the name, that, that was the research. You know, someone gave it a Wizzo name that was linked to the economy, you know, something with an E or, you know, something with the word net in it. Um, and it was, oh, that must be good. You know, it's an internet stock, <laughs> up it went. It was as crazy as that. Everyone did the same, you know, technology was the market. When you have put money on a tiny amount in, in and, and it suddenly turned into 380,000, it's extremely exciting because you start to think, wow, this is cool, you know. You know, okay guys, we'll have new cars next year. Greed and speculation led to the development of a further type of bubble, a so-called rational bubble. They're cynical bubbles. People know they're not going to last, but they want to participate whilst the, the times are good, believing they can get out before it all ends. What the investors are really interested in is not so much that the company necessarily makes a profit, but that you have, if you want, all these expectations around that company. So the stock price goes up, and then the investors actually can just quickly get out, and they made a buck. And that happened both in railways in the 1840s, um, as well as in biotech and dot-com.